Have I been talking about Rogers that much? Is this something that I've been doing? To- was always the ice cream truck coming to town. I run inside, Mom. Can I get some money? I want to get ice cream. Ice cream. The good humor. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it. And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign. <laughs> rush the And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks, the great Bambino, and Eric Fry. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Another day to another edition of the starting lineup here on a Taco Tuesday. Twisted Tuesday. Whatever you want this Tuesday uh, to be. It's also November 21st, 2023. Approaching uh, Thanksgiving on a Thursday. So that's always exciting. And uh, welcome in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. We're here for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks back better than ever. And Eric Fry also here joining me in the studio as always. So back to the uh, two-man crew. And uh, coming up for you, we got a lot of sports to uh, talk about. Got some local sports to cover with uh, last night. The Thanksgiving tournaments getting started all over the place. High school boys basketball gets officially underway. Tipped off last night. And uh, some high school girls basketball as well that took place last night as well. We'll recap it all and get you set for the schedule for today. And even throw some junior high sports in there as well. Eighth grade regionals going on as well. And we'll hit up on uh, some uh, football. Some Monday Night Football from uh, last night. I know that the Swifts weren't in attendance, but we'll have to take a rain check on the meetup. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, The uh, game was still a rematch of the uh, Super Bowl uh, matchup, and we'll hit up on that. And we'll also be uh, hitting up on uh, some Major League Baseball as well. You know that I got something to say about some of the events <laughs> that have happened recently, mm-hmm. some free agent signings on the pitching side of things, and a former player joining the staff. Not the former player that we were looking for, though. Party like Cardinals. it's 2011. Woo-hoo. I know. It's a reunion. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like. Break, good times. The, the reunion that no one asked for. But we got, and so I'll hit up on that. I have some things to say about that. And also, it's a Tuesday. I should also say it's uh, Taco Tuesday, Twisted Tuesday. But it is also Illinois Day here on the starting lineup as we have our annual meeting. Meet up with the Illini, fellow Illini fans, our therapy session, I guess, if you will, to discuss an airing of grievances 
I guess mm-hmm. you say. I know that's more Christmas and Festivus. Yes. You're fans of Seinfeld, but uh, the airing of grievances. And uh, we'll take a look at uh, the events that happened in the weekend. The Iowa loss and uh, that wonderful performance against Southern on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we'll head up on that. And so stick around for that. Friday. Yeah, I was going to say there's a couple of things, a couple of games to talk about. Very important, Travis. If you do not normally celebrate Taco Tuesday, Mm -hmm. this is the week to celebrate. You want to get something else in your belly before you eat all that turkey coming up in a couple days. Yeah. Get yourself a nice taco today to to get that in there so your body's not in total shock with all the uh, turkey Mm -hmm. and food that's going to be coming in. Get a nice taco. Right. Yep. Definitely do that. You'll probably still be eating leftovers. Breakfast tacos do count, by the way. Ooh, yeah. I haven't had a good breakfast taco in a while, so um, I have to uh, get on that. But it's go. time winding down for breakfast. It is. It is. I mean, the the restaurants have already turned their grills around to Depends. Maybe dinner. you're listening Watch. online at FAMradio.com, and, or you've true. downloaded the podcast. You can listen to that at any point in time. I guess that's true. Yeah, uh, that's Maybe you're out in Cali fair. listening to us. We appreciate that's you fair. listening. Aloha. Aloha. Maybe you're taking in the Maui tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That started last yeah. night. Yeah. So yeah, it was a different locale than yeah. uh, before, but still on to the island of uh, Hawaii. And glad that uh, there. it's there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll hit up onto that as well. We'll try to encompass more than just uh, football with and basketball with uh, college, uh, more than just Illinois. We'll try. We'll try to take it as a whole. Uh, there and like Eric mentioned about uh, the podcast, whatever we don't get to here in the Trushless Show, we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of uh, fashion. And you all know where to uh, find your favorite podcast at, as well as the website fmradio.com is a wonderful tool to use there as well. All right, uh, so we got the pleasantries out of the way here on this uh, Tuesday. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, get this thing started and let's tip it off with a segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in uh, football. We're starting off in uh, that highly anticipated Monday night football game uh, that was happening last night in uh, Kansas City. Again, uh, it was supposed to be a meetup with the parents because the Kelseys were both there because uh, Travis and Jason were both mm-hmm. in action uh, with these two teams uh, squaring off. It was also a Super Bowl rematch as well. And one half of the parent equation were there. We'll have to take a ray check for the other half. But uh, on the actual field, the gridiron, it was the uh, Philadelphia Eagles who uh, came out with a win. I guess if you want to say that, the Chiefs dropped it and fumbled it away. Mainly dropped it away, mm-hmm. uh, but Philly ended up winning on the scoreboard, twenty-one seventeen, last night in KSC. So Philadelphia wins the Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, Super Bowl rematch. Sure, on paper it was Travis, but last night was not a pretty game. Right. Yeah, and I felt like that was kind of the bad thing about a game like this. Mm-hmm. You spent whole day, the whole day, hyping it up. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, the only way I was going really to live up to it is that that Chiefs Rams Monday Night game from a yeah, few years ago. Awesome. You know, that was that was awesome. That lived up to it. This just neither of these offenses that were supposed to be really good lived up to it last night. 
Well, the one thing about that was I wasn't sure uh, back then with uh, the defenses. Uh, there was no defense to be found right. uh, there in that game with the Rams and the Chiefs. But the Chiefs that have been talked about, this is the best defensive unit that they've had there in the Mahomes era. And uh, so maybe you knew from that perspective it wasn't going to be that high scoring. And honestly, the Chiefs haven't really looked that yeah. dominant. Mm-hmm. They haven't really looked like the Chiefs of old here this season despite now dropping the game and being seven to three and i say drop because that was a a big story Mm -hmm. of the game there are some crucial drops that won particularly a couple on fourth down i know that for some reason uh, patrick mahomes targeting justin watson yeah 11 times 11 targets for him you know i mean you're supposed to target the other tight end you know a guy named kelsey but nope, it was Justin Watson who's got the targets, and uh, he was one of the ones that had the uh, drop there, I believe, on a fourth down. And then uh, Marquez Valdez scaling, dropping what would have been the go-ahead touchdown mm-hmm. there uh, late in the game. Travis, brutal, a brutal drop. Yes, absolutely brutal drop. Um, this Kansas City wide receiving uh, core, want to want to call it that. Mm-hmm. It's not that great. Yeah, I've heard other people say that as well, but I mean, this is basically the same crew, and they won in the Super Bowl last year. So, I mean, they just had a case of the drops this year. I feel like, Travis, you know, Kansas City saying that this receiving core is a good receiving core and that they're happy with it. It's the same thing as the St. Louis Cardinals last year saying they were fine with six starters. Right, they're yeah. fine. It's okay. We're mm-hmm. good with it. Right. Tell us what you really mean, please, <laughs> because we can read between the lines. Sure. Travis, after last night, they have to I – mean, I mean, there's nothing you can do now. Trade deadline's passed. Right. I mean – I don't know who's out there on the free agents. I mean, I you guess gotta, you can find somebody, but you just got to play with what you, you gotta got. Play now with what this, you got now, but I think point. in the off season, that's definitely going to be a area that the Chiefs will be looking to upgrade. Sure, and you know, you think that you could get by with a mediocre receiving core when you have an elite quarterback like uh, Patrick Mahomes, but uh, yeah, maybe it's time to make some changes in the uh, off season. Uh, there, uh, five drops last night for this uh, receiving core. That's the most of the season that they've had. And also they've dropped 26 passes or 26 balls. And uh, that's a, a lot for Kansas City uh, there. So, uh, again, case of the uh, dropsies. And it uh, shows up uh, last night. And that, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, correctable. Uh, you can practice that and, you know, it was just one of those games where it was kind of rainy last night as well. So maybe that was a factor uh, there as well. But um, you know, at the end of the day, the Eagles did just enough to win. I mean, Jayla Hurts, he didn't have a spectacular game. 14-22, 150 yards, and he did get in the end zone twice on the ground. But he didn't throw for a single touchdown there, and he had a pick and five sacks as well mm-hmm. last night. So didn't exactly uh, blow the doors off anybody, but uh, hey, it doesn't matter what your statistics say. All that matters is that you got the win and you're one. final score, and uh, you're nine and one on the season. And uh, Philly will definitely be. Uh, you'll take it. Again, I saw some headlines of they're not satisfied, but they'll take the win uh, there last night in Kansas City uh, there, and uh, so. 
the uh, Chiefs take the uh, loss there, and uh, they'll try to uh, bounce back with their uh, next game. That's going to be in Vegas to take on uh, the Raiders uh, there. As far as the uh, Eagles' perspective, uh, they uh, proved to 9-1, and like I mentioned, uh, but they'll be having a, a meeting with the uh, Buffalo Bills coming up next week. Jarvis Landry, Travis. Jarvis Landry. He's still a free agent. That is someone the Chiefs could pick up. Probably rightfully so, free agent. I mean, I'm not saying he's the greatest free agent <laughs> out there. Kenny Galladay? Oof. No. I mean... Would you have to take on that contract? I don't know. No, he's a free agent. Yeah. No. I don't think you want him either. I think you would probably take Landry over, over Galladay. I'd, I'd take Landry, yeah. But I mean, you're not look. You're looking for him to be a you know a slot guy to come in on those crucial third and fourth downs, and be a right. sure pair of hands. Mm-hmm. Because after last night, that's not what the Chiefs had. Definitely not. And you can say, oh, but it was the weather. Oh, it was the no. You're getting paid how much money to catch a football? Oh, I know. Go catch the football. Yeah, particularly some of those. I mean, you're a receiver in the NFL. You should catch those. Right, exactly. Not, not even the money thing. You're an NFL receiver. Definitely. Think of all the people, all the colleges that have football and all the players that play wide receiver at all those colleges. And how many of those make it to the NFL? Mm-hmm. A handful. Yeah. And you made it to the NFL and you dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Literally. Quite literally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would uh, agree with that uh, sentiment. So uh, week 11 uh, comes to a close there. And uh, week 12, of course, begins on uh, Thanksgiving Day with a a triple header. Of course, you have the Lions and Cowboys both in action on Thanksgiving Day. As per tradition, uh, the Lions are hosting uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers. And the uh, Cowboys are hosting uh, the uh, Commanders. And then uh, the uh, nightcap of the triple header is the uh, 49ers Mm -hmm. squaring off with the uh, Seahawks. And uh, you have the Black Friday game with the uh, Dolphins matching up with the Jets. Poor Jets. There, as the Jets just made a, a switch. Looks like they're yep. benching Zach Wilson and going with uh, Doyle. Getting ready for the return of Aaron Rodgers. Potentially. Won't matter because they'll be out of it by Exactly. Then. So, I mean, is it really even worth it for Rodgers to come back? Nah. And yeah. not only this, all this drama and the pathetic performance against the Bills, and I got a short week. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's against a high-powered offense. Uh, Jets yeah. defense is decent, but they didn't look so decent against Josh Allen. And we historically have talked about last week how Josh Allen is bad against the Jets, and he did not look like it Sunday night. No, so he didn't. Uh, yeah. Best of luck to you, New York. <laughs> Good luck to you. And by the way, tickets endeavors. for that uh, Lions game just keep going up. So. If you were wanting to go see that Lions game, I think the last time I looked secondary market, it was like five hundred and fifty bucks for a ticket, standing wow. room only. So wow, the tickets up to over a thousand dollars. That's what happens when the Lions are good. Yeah, eight and two. Yeah, just had a comeback win against the Bears In, on Sunday. Oh, we we already the Bears blew it. Oh, that I, one, Travis. I'm sure. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, Travis, this is a this is a case to where I mean, let's be honest, the Lions have that division on lock. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no one else that's even within an arm's reach of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. 
Yep. Um, yeah, the Lions are 8-2. The Vikings are 6-5. and five. Yeah. That's the next closest team. And then the uh, bottom, the Packers and Bears. And uh, speaking of the uh, Vikings and Bears, next week on Monday Night Football. Oh, don't remind me. Oh, prime time. Yeah. Bears, Vikings on Monday Night Football. You get the Ravens and Chargers. So, yeah, Chargers, another close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimate loss in prime time. So, and then that big uh, main event, though, with the Bills and Eagles on Sunday. That should be uh, good. Uh, there depends on which Josh Allen shows up. Yeah, yes, it's true. But uh, six we'll teams make the playoffs, right, Travis? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Right now, if the playoffs started today, the Browns and the Texans would both be in. Mm-hmm. The yep. Texans, Travis, are a playoff team right now. Yep, that's right. Along with the Jags and the Dolphins, what world are we living in? Uh, so it would be the uh, four division winners plus the uh, so seven on each league. Yeah. So the Steelers would be the Steelers would be in too. Right oh, good gravy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the NL side of or the NFC side of things, you'd have the Lions, the Four ers the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Vikings, as well as the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. Mm-hmm. To think, Travis, there is only seven teams in the NFC with a winning record. That is pathetic. <laughs> it is. That is awful. Yeah. I didn't right. know it was that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And Tom Brady's comments about the NFL today weren't too far off. He said that they have a lot of mediocrity in yeah. today's game. Yeah. I am 100, 100% true. You know what I think they need to do, Travis? What's that? Shake it up. Fantasy draft. <laughs> Fantasy draft at the start of next season. Let's let's switch like things it. up. Let's shake it all up. <laughs> I like it. They give us that option in Madden, and it's never ever been implemented. Let's implement it. <laughs> sure, some teams would enjoy that more than others, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, let, let's do it. You get one let's player to protect. That's it. <laughs> let's get a fresh start. Yep. For the NFL, I, I don't mind that idea. Uh, there, so. Uh, that it does it for uh, football. We got more stuff to uh, talk about in the way of a uh, college of football. So stick around uh, for that. And, but right now we're gonna talk about some uh, basketball, some local basketball, some high school boys basketball getting underway, some turkey tournaments underway in high school girls basketball as well. That we're talking about coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. We have so much to be thankful for. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Everyone at Crossroads Truck Equipment wants to say thank you for trusting us for the parts and service for those big trucks and diesel equipment. We're thankful to God for blessing us so freely. We're thankful for our military, protecting our freedoms all over the world. 
and for the police, fire, and EMS personnel keeping us safe here at home. From our family to yours, Happy Thanksgiving from Crossroads Truck Equipment. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Did you know that buying real Christmas trees helps save the American Christmas tree farming industry? For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping our environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com. Hey, Doc, nice office. Quick question. If you had to choose, would you give yourself a root canal or run payroll? Run payroll, no question. Seriously? Have you run payroll before? Paying my team with Gusto couldn't be easier. Gusto gives me unlimited payroll runs, next day direct deposits, and automatically files my taxes. Saves me time. Wow, that's nice. Over here, Doc. Can I run payroll too? Choose payroll without the pain. Visit gusto.com slash radio to sign up for free. And now... You go from 72 in a sunny in Atlanta and then uh, 48 degrees in Minnesota uh, for this one They're with indoors, the Tigers. Okay. They're not indoors. Oh, not anymore. Never mind. <laughs> that has long since been imploded. The starting lineup. Uh, and it's also a Shohei Otani day as yep. he's on the mound against the Guardians. We'll be uh, looking in on a Shohei yep. uh, later Shohei, in the night. Shohei, 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 Shohei. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was. It's a chant that they do at, like, soccer games. Ole, 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 but you kind of were off a little bit. I was trying to fit Shohei in there, but it's very hard. It doesn't quite go with the beat. No. I tried, though. It really doesn't. You you tried. Another team that tried last night was the Hawks. On 98-9, the game. Shohei, 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 Shohei. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Is there any, been any other news on the Shohei Otani front? Nothing recently, Travis, but Nothing don't worry. Recently. I've got my ear on the ground. I'm sure We're you do. We're keeping our eyes on it. <laughs> sure Pretty soon do. the entire city of Chicago will be singing Shohei. Oh, my goodness. Well, you can keep dreaming, keep hoping. I will. That's that. going to happen. We do have some, some baseball news, but we'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we'll get to uh, baseball a little bit later. i got stuff to say oh, I know you about do. that for sure, so stick around for that. But uh, let's get to uh, some uh, basketball here and uh, some uh, local basketball. 
And we'll start off in uh, the uh, game that was on our airwaves over on our sister station, uh, Jack FM. It was the opening night of the uh, Bob Kearns tournament there in uh, Newton. And as uh, fate would have it, this was the uh, matchup of the championship last year, how things shook out in that tournament. But uh, it was the first game of the entire tournament uh, last night. And it was a rematch, of course, of Effingham and Altamont. And it was Effingham getting uh, the uh, win 67-57. to uh, to uh, get things uh, started off right there for the Hearts in the uh, Bob Kearns. As this game was a double-digit game, a final score, but I talked with uh, Coach Carr after the uh, game in our interview, and I said that the game was a lot closer than the final score would indicate because Altamont really fought hard uh, here, and uh, they were down there in the second quarter. It was a office explosion there for FEM. They outscored Altamont 22-6 to to take a 15-point lead at halftime, and the lead would get, I don't think it got any more than 16 in the second half, but Altamont uh, fought back, and they ended up cutting the deficit to just five uh, there. Uh, Grace had a couple of back-to-back threes there that were tough shots that were able to get it within single digits uh, there, but... Ultimately, uh, FEM just too much there in uh, the uh, second half, particularly Alyssa Martin. Uh, she took some advantage of some uh, lapses in the defense as she had 15 points all in the second half uh, for Martin uh, there. And uh, at the very beginning of the game, it was a one-on-one showdown, it seemed like, with Grace Nelson and Avery Wolf for FEM as uh, Grace had 14 of the 15 points for Altamont and uh, Wolf had uh, 12 of the 14 points for Effingham. Oh, jeez. Four three-pointers by Avery Wolf in the uh, first quarter alone. She ended up making six point, or six of them in the entire game, so she led the way for Effingham offensively at 23 points. She also hit some free throws there at the very end in the fourth quarter to help Effingham preserve the uh, win. And uh, Nelson, she uh, led the way for Altamont, of course. So she had 39 points for the Indians and a Bain was also another girl that was in double figures there and uh, she had 12 she also made a three pointers as well and that attributed to her 12 but uh, it was raining threes last night with the uh, way that the Indians and hearts were shooting them they were just jacking them up and uh, it was FEM ultimately making a few more than Altamont did and they ended up coming out with a 10 point win so um, FEM they're 3-0 on the young season, and they'll be back in action there at the Bob Kearns on Wednesday to take on Flora, and that'll be the game before Altamont's game, as Altamont now will be 2-1 on the season is where they stand, and they'll play in Newton on Wednesday at 7.30 mm-hmm. uh, following that Hearts and Wolves game. And we will have coverage for you over on Jack FM, yep. and so make sure you stick around for that on Wednesday their scheduled tip-off is at 7.30. Uh, pre-game show will start a little bit before that. Uh, but uh, make sure you stay tuned to, to uh, your radio dials uh, there. Uh, elsewhere in the uh, Bob Kearns last night, it was, uh, speaking of Newton, they uh, beat Flora 55-22 to uh, 22 was the final score there. It was a little slow starting for both squads, but uh, Newton ended up getting things going there, and particularly from the first quarter on. Uh, they only had a two-point lead after one quarter, but then uh, they outscored a Flora 11 to four in the second, 20 to six in the third, and 12 to two in the fourth to get the 55-22 win. Uh, Cameron Martin led the way for the Eagles. She had 20 points. Also had six assists and six rebounds. Uh, Kessler 
She had 15 points and 11 rebounds, so a double-double there. And also uh, Carissa and Martin uh, for uh, Newton has double figures as well, 11 points, 5 of 6, 6 rebounds for the Eagles to uh, get the dub there in the night one of the uh, Bob Kearns tournament. Mm -hmm. There in Newton action will continue on Wednesday. Elsewhere in the uh, NTC uh, last night, a non-tournament related, it was uh, Nioga picking up uh, the uh, win over Marshall by nine here as it was a 59-50 final score. Marshall actually had the 19-15 uh, lead after uh, one quarter, but then from there, Nioga got things uh, straightened out. Uh, they ended up taking the lead at halftime and uh, pulling away there in the third quarter, kind of put some good distance uh, between them and the Alliance. And it was uh, three players in a double figures here. Bryn Richards with a 16 to lead the way up for Nioga. Osborne also had 12. And Henderson was also uh, there with 11 for uh, Newton, or for Nioga, excuse me. Uh, Heighton led the way for the uh, Marshall. 22 points for her. But Nioga picking up the uh, dub there, so they pick up their first win of the season. And they'll be participating in the Mary Sue, Sir, excuse me, shootout later on uh, this week. They both do that in both boys and girls mm -hmm. uh, there. Elsewhere in uh, girls basketball last night, it was Mount Zion picking up the win over Sullivan, 52-49. to Tuscola gets the uh, narrow edge one-point winner over Arcola in the Cola Wars. 50-49 to 49 was the uh, final score uh, there. Some clutch free throws down the stretch. Able to, the Warriors to pick up the dub. Central A&M all over Heritage. 68-11 to 11 was the final score. Arthur over Shelbyville in overtime of 46-39. It was uh, Casey picking up the win over Oakwood. 47-20 in the Oakwood tournament. In high school boys basketball, we had the first night of action for the boys. St. Anthony Turkey Tournament last night. You had Bree Central win over Champaign Central 66-41. The defending St. Anthony Turkey Tournament champions, Bree Central, they got off to a great start. 21-10 they led after their first quarter and never looked back there. And speaking of a team that never looked back, that was St. Anthony. Uh, they were impressive last night. 73-43 over Rantoul was the final 25 to 8, they led after one quarter, and uh, they took control there in the third and extended the lead out even more, ended up going away easily there. Uh, Schmidt led the way for uh, St. A. He had 21, Brock Fairday had 14, uh, Caney had 10, and Will Fairday uh, was also close to double figures. He had eight points there for uh, St. A. And uh, also in the uh, Cumberland uh, Thanksgiving uh, tournament, we had uh, two games there to begin that tournament. It was Casey getting the win over Okaw Valley, 64 to uh, 34. And it was also Marshall getting the win over Dietrich, 73 to uh, 57. There was the uh, final score. The game was close in the opening quarter, as really kind of all the way up until the fourth quarter is really where Marshall uh, pulled away uh, completely, outscoring the Maroons, 22 to 14. Uh, there in that final quarter to pull out the win on opening night of the Cumberland Tournament. Uh, Wessendorf led the way for Dietrich. He had 16, and McGuire led the way for Marshall. He had a 20 points in the win. It was uh, South Central getting uh, the uh, win, uh, starting off of their tournament right at the Mulberry Grove Tournament. And uh, this one was a doozy to start the uh, season. 
30 to 27 was the final score. Uh, South Central led a four to three after one quarter of play. And then let's see, what was the halftime score? If I can do a quick math there, uh, it was 11 to seven was the halftime score Ooh. there. So a rock fight, a rock fight. Indeed. <laughs> 30 points, but South Central picks up the uh, three-point win. Uh, Markley led the way for uh, the Cougars. He had 12. Uh, Bergen, or Bergman, excuse me, had a 12 uh, there for South Central. And it was a St. Elmo Brownstown uh, picking up the win there as well at the Mulberry Grove Tournament. 69-32 to 32 was the uh, final score there. Uh, Schwab had a 19, and Atwood had a 17. Mason with 10 for SEB picking up the win there. Uh, and then Mulberry Grove also in that tournament defeated Mal of 81 to 44. In the Cerro Gordo tournament, you had a Leroy pick up the win over Heritage 71 38, and Cerro Gordo over Shelbyville 57 53. In the Apollo, you had a two regular season matchups. You had Mount Zion winning its Belleville Altoff 71 61, and Champagne Centennial over Mohammed Seymour 67 43. And a North Mac defeated a Triopia 40 to 36 in their Thanksgiving tournament. There, we also had some junior high girls basketball uh, last night. Uh, we had in the uh, Class 1A single St. Michael Regional single defeated Mulberry Grove 44-12. Pocahontas over Ramsey 32 to 16. In the Casey Westfield Regional. Uh, actually didn't have any uh, scores reported uh, there as it was in the Albion Regional North Clay over South Central 28-23. Altamont over Albion 26-24. And the Springfield of Blessed Sacrament Regional Nicomas over Central A&M 33-16. Uh, in the FEM Regional you had Mount Zion over Decatur, Stephen Decatur 46-7. And Taylorville over Rochester 31-28 was the final score there. And we also had some junior high boys basketball as well. Greenville over Altamont, North Clay over St. Elmo, Cumberland wins against Dietrich, Jasper County over Casey. In eighth grade, you have Greenville over Altamont as well. North Clay over St. Elmo, Dietrich over Casey, or Dietrich over Cumberland, excuse me. And Jasper County picked up the win over Casey uh, there at junior high. Seventh and eighth grade action. On the boys' side. And local sports so for uh, this evening in the high school girls' basketball. We got the Cowden Herrick Beecher City a Thanksgiving tournament getting w underway uh, this afternoon and uh, tonight. Uh, Cowden Herrick Beecher City starts with Ramsey at 4 o'clock. North Clay, uh, they'll be up against Red Hill. North Clay, the number one seed there in that uh, CHBC Thanksgiving tournament. That's at 5.30. BSE, Brownstown St. Elmo against Dietrich at 7 o'clock. And then Cumberland against Windsor's Two Straws. At 8.30 to conclude the night there. In boys basketball, you got the uh, St. Anthony Turkey Tournament continuing tonight. And FEM starts their season as they'll be against a Belleville East at 5 o'clock. Champaign Central against Robinson at 6.30. And Mattoon against Breeze Central at 8 o'clock. Cumberland at Thanksgiving a tournament continues tonight as well. It's Newton versus Vandalia at 6 o'clock. And then our very first uh, boys a broadcast of uh, the uh, season over on our sister station, WCRA, 99.5, 107.7 FM, and 10.90 AM. It's North Calais against Cumberland at uh, 7.30 approximately uh, there. So Cumberland Pirates basketball season begins tonight. 
against North Kauai. Yeah, and uh, it'll be good to see the Cumberland Pirates get on the floor for the first time this season uh, in a meaningful game. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of youth, just like we talked about with the football team. A lot of youth, only two seniors for the Pirates this year. Mm. So got a lot of youth in front of them, um, but it'll be exciting to see uh, what they what they accomplished this year. And, and uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, so you get uh, North Clay over on the uh, NTC, t- mm-hmm. NT- NTC side. I'm more familiar uh, with that. They have some a couple of players that they'll have to uh, replace uh, there. I know that uh, Fleener graduated and Abu's graduated as well. So those two guys really filled it up for the Cardinals. I know they had uh, Zimdars, who was a great freshman uh, there that's mm-hmm. uh, back, should be so uh, that will be interesting to uh, see tonight. Yep. Matching up with uh, Coach Zink and the crew. Coach Look, Zink and the cards. Yeah, I'll make sure to say tonight. hi for you. Absolutely. Yes. Please do. Yes, we will do. So, uh, you know, the Cumberland Pirate team is going to be much like the football team. Blake McMeekin is going to be looked at uh, sure. to kind of lead the way. And then also uh, Zach Busher uh, as well. They're uh, the other senior, uh, two juniors as well for the Pirates. So, again, you only have four upperclassmen on the entire basketball team. It's a lot of youth that you're going to have to replace because obviously after last year, you know, you had um, Harmon who are not Harmon, um, but um, uh, I mean, there was uh, um, a lot of guys who left. I'm drawing a blank right now. So you have to excuse me. Hendricks. Um, Hendricks. Thank you. Hendricks and Bolt. And, and I mean, they had four seniors last year starting for the pirates. Mm-hmm. They are going to have to replace. Sure. And, uh, that's that's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see this first game if if they're able to adjust to that and and get you know those adjustments made, right? And have to adjust on the fly with uh, the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. tournament and especially with Thanksgiving uh, thrown in the middle there yeah. in the tournament as well. So not a lot of practice time to prepare no. and adjust no. there. So adjustments on the fly as always there. Mm-hmm. The turkey tournament. We also got in the Mulberry Grove Thanksgiving tournament continues. Father McGivney against Cotton Eric Beecher City at 515. Lebian against the South Central at 645. And Ramsey against Mulberry Grove at 815. Sarah Gordo Turkey tournament continues tonight as well. In the high school gym, you got Warrensburg Latham against Leroy at 6. Argenta against Tri Valley at 730. In the junior high gym, you got Champaign St. Thomas Moore against University High at 6. And Winds Two Straws against Shelbyville at a 730. And you also got some more junior high girls basketball tonight as well in 8th grade. Martinsville Regional Championship. Oaklawn at Lake Crest against Martinsville. Uh, Pena Sacred Heart Regional continues there. Oka Valley against South, uh, South Fork. Uh, Decatur Academy for Peace Regional. Mount Pulaski against Argenta. Albion Regional Championship. That's North Clay versus Altamont at 6. Cumberland Regional Paris Mayo against Robinson Nettle at 6 o'clock. And Newton Jasper County against Teutopolis at 7.15. And in the Auburn Regional, Auburn against the four-seed Gillespie and New Berlin against the three-seed Hillsboro. Uh, They're at 7 o'clock in regional play for junior high girls basketball. And you can check out the entire list. I did skip over a couple of uh, things there, but uh, you can check out the entire uh, results and a schedule on the website, mm-hmm. fmradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab. That's where you can get it done and find that info 
over there. So we roll on here on the uh, starting lineup, and uh, coming up next, we got to, to uh, talk about uh, some uh, things involving Illinois athletics. Coming up, it's our annual therapy session with fellow Illini fans, and uh, come in and join me as I lead the charge, and we'll be back to talk about Illini athletics on the way. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Cromwell Media Group Effingham, Illinois Market is looking for a board operator to join our team. In this role, you will operate the soundboard during basketball and football games. No experience is necessary as we will provide you on-the-job training. You must be 18 or older to apply. If you're interested in a flexible position that will teach you new skills, this job opportunity is for you. Email your resume to Eric Fry, Operations Manager, at eric.fry at cromwellmedia.com or drop it off at 405 South Banker Street, Suite 201 in Effingham. Equal Opportunity Affirmative Action Employer. Some people just know that the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the tailgater who's testing the laws of physics with a table and a grill and six camping chairs all balanced on the roof of a small sedan. Make that four camping chairs. Why would you pay a rate based on anyone else? Get a rate based on you with DriveWise and the Allstate app. Not available in California. Subject to terms and conditions. Some states' participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, a rate could increase with high-risk driving. Safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23, Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos? You know my mantra, Doug. Uh, yes. Meaty early, early, cheesy late. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, it's nachos. Look, as long as there's an ice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And now, the starting lineup. Hello. 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 Welcome in. Welcome back to the starting lineup. 98.9 The Game. Hey, Travis, the Olympics are over and done with, so maybe we need to get rid of this uh, music bed. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. A former Cardinals All-Star is on the Hall of Fame ballot for the first time. Matt Holiday, 
was one of 12 first-time players on the ballot yesterday. Holiday was acquired in an 9 trade with the Oakland A's, and he stayed in St. Louis through the 2016 campaign, helped lead the Cardinals to a 2011 World Series title and a 2013 NL pennant, and he earned four All-Star appearances during his tenure with the club. Overall, Holiday had a 299 career batting average with 316 home runs and 1,220 RBIs. He joins former Cardinals outfielder Carlos Beltran on the ballot. The 2024 Hall of Fame class will be revealed on January 23rd, and both those players will be joining the Cardinals bench because we're just reuniting everyone who used to be a Cardinal. The Blues are gearing up for their game against the Arizona Coyotes in Tempe tomorrow night. Blues will get a wing streak going after beating the Ducks 3-1 on the road on Sunday. The Blues are 9-7-1 on the season. Tomorrow's game starts at 8 o'clock. College basketball action from yesterday. Missouri State beat Abilene Christian 87-69. Southeast Missouri State stuck past Central Arkansas 70-68. Today, Southern Illinois blows James Madison and Western Illinois visits Valparaiso. The Bulls never led during their 118-100 loss to the Heat at the United Center. Bulls trailed by as many as 24 points in the losing effort. Kobe White led Chicago with 20 points in the losing effort, while Vucevic chipped in 18. The Bulls are now 12th in the Eastern Conference at 5-10. and 10. They visit Oklahoma City tomorrow night. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. It's Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. And Matt Holiday was supposed to join the coaching he staff was. last year, but he decided to uh, get off the ship before the season even started. Yep. And so he looked out. Yep. Probably watched his son play better baseball than the Cardinals. Oh, for sure. Did in the Baltimore organization. Uh, there, so uh, we'll talk about the uh, St. Louis we'll Cardinals. We'll talk about a Cardinal near misses coming up, coming up here in just a minute. But uh, speaking of a near misses, let's talk about the uh, line eye uh, here. And it looks like we have some uh, new imaging that was uh, cooked up here for our line eye segment. So uh, I have not heard this yet. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's get to this. Now time for your weekly Illinois therapy session. Breathe in. Breathe out. We will all get through this together. In and out. Deep breath. Let out all those bad Illinois athletic feelings. Music makes me feel a little bit better there, that, but that's the goal. Uh, th- thank you for thank you for that yes. because uh, you know it's 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 hard. It's hard. It's hard to be an Illinois fan sometimes. It is. And uh, they lost on a Saturday. They did. So uh, no Big Ten West championship. No. Uh, Iowa. Congratulations, you can go get beat by Ohio State and Michigan. I hope they put up 40 on this uh, wonderful defense. Uh, Iowa did not deserve to win this game, but uh, somehow they did, and that's who uh, who Iowa is. Uh, They somehow punt, punt, punt in the second half, but end up winning uh, their 15-13 was the uh, final score there. Coach Bielema does the right thing and did exactly what I thought that he would do. He started a paddock there. And, you know, look, he was facing a great defense uh, there. So uh, he didn't find the end zone uh, once. But, uh, you know, eh, I thought he still had a decent uh, game uh, there. Uh, obviously, uh, Reggie Love third was the only guy that got into the end zone before the Illini with that rushing touchdown. And 
that crushing news as well that Fagan mm-hmm. is going to be out as well for, yep. I guess, the remainder of the season, which is only a one week. more game, yeah. if that. Maybe we make a bowl game. We got to beat Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take back. We got to keep, I should say, not take back. We got to keep the uh, the hat yep. against uh, Northwestern, the Lana Lincoln Trophy. Uh, coming up, uh, is this this is I this is who Iowa is. It is. They play terrible and, offensively, and they still somehow come out with the win. And I know we make fun of them every week. We uh, make fun of them, and we're not alone. Everyone makes fun of them, but Travis, they find ways to win. They do. It somehow. doesn't. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you're only putting up 15 points if your defense only gives up 13. That's a win. Yeah. They have figured out the formula. Mm. They in a world where it is the coolest thing in the world to put up points. Yeah. Iowa is out there playing football from the 1950s yeah, and recruiting the guys who want to play that type of football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're making it work. Yeah, And I hate to say that. Like, I, I really do. As much as, you know, <laughs> I joke on here. Like, I hate to say that, but you, you tip your hat. Yeah. This was an even game, 100%. Right. If you were Illinois, you just needed one more thing. Mm-hmm. You just didn't get it. Yep. One more play, one more stop, and uh, just couldn't do it. The uh, only touchdown for Iowa, there was uh, late in the game, a uh, rushing touchdown, and that sealed the game, sealed the win. Because Alina apparently can't use their timeouts properly, and uh, again another game where timeouts come to bite us. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have mattered, but still the indecision there at the very end yeah. of the punt or go for it on fourth down should have been an easy decision. We shouldn't even have had to take that timeout. Yeah. Go for it on fourth down, but instead we tried to get too cute and we got we tripped over ourselves. Yep, and uh, the fourth down play that we drew up was terrible. Yep, and. I lost the game. Travis, again, I know you don't want to hear this. <laughs> Coach B. He's struggling in He's some game situations. In some game situations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I, I I don't know what it is. I'm not saying it's 100% on him because it's not. Yeah. But could I say it is partially on him and his support staff around him? Mm-hmm. I think I can make that claim. Yeah. There is something not right. Mm-hmm. It, Travis, it's so weird because I feel like we're saying the same thing we said about Illinois basketball last year. There was something just not right with that team, and it, we couldn't figure it out all year. Mm-hmm. The football team's the same way. Right. You come in with expectations, something is not right, and this is where we end up. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah, and that's what's so frustrating. And because it's Travis, I want to let you know, Illinois had less penalty yards. So are you going to say it's the rest's fault? Well, I mean, there were a lot of penalties that could have been pass interference and one that was particularly picked up that was a clear PI. But thank you for that roughing the passer late in the game as well to preserve a drive mm-hmm. for the Illini, even though – the Iowa guy did drive Paddock to the ground. Just saying, but thank you for that. Six penalties on each side. 53 yards for Illinois, 70 for Iowa. You know, you say that, and it's like I 
I probably wouldn't have believed you because watching the game, it seemed like that yeah. it was going more yeah. towards Iowa. Yeah. But six six on each. So hmm. you, you, again, it's it. This Illinois team just is not what we thought they were. Yeah, definitely not. We, and maybe we had a little bit too high expectations about trying to make it to the West or whatnot and win in the West, but they shouldn't be this bad. But again, I, I'll say it. Don't want to hear this. Last year was a one-year thing. You had a yeah. great player in great defense, a great defense, and you oh. had a great running back that hit a lot of the problems with the offense because mm-hmm. he was so good. Yeah. Now you're seeing when you don't have a great running back. No offense to any of the running backs there, but they're yeah, not. They're not Chase. NFL talent. Yeah, it wasn't Chase Brown. No. No. A lot of that is being exposed. Yeah. Right. We came up short too many times last year, and it continues this year. And uh, what's absolutely pathetic about Illini football is that they're only one and four in the Big Ten West. Yeah. One and four in the worst division in all of the Power Five conferences. Yeah. And only one and four. Absolutely pathetic. Uh, there, so Iowa clinches their spot in the Big Ten West, and uh, whoever will meet them will be decided this week with the big yep. game, of course, between Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, there, of course, with no Coach Harbaugh. Yep, had another memorable press conference mm-hmm. yesterday with a quote of Ted Lasso <laughs> about a mom's one piece. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, but, hey, he directly quoted the show, and he directly shouted it out, so he didn't steal a joke right, right. from the show. You know how Michigan likes to steal mm. things ah, uh, there. Good one. But uh, Illinois will uh, try to become a bowl eligible as Northampton, and we'll have coverage for you right here on a 98.9 as it's going to be a, a Saturday edition uh, there on Memorial Stadium mm-hmm. for the final game of the season, yep. a battle for the Lincoln Land Trophy. Yep. Keep it here in Champaign, where it rightfully should be uh, there against Northwestern. 1.30 will begin the pregame show. All right, so we're up against the clock, so we'll continue the Illinois conversation, but on the basketball side, to a cool show coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wander. Metamorphosis, loss of who you thought you is. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. The most fantastic, magical things can happen. And it all starts with a wish. Wise words from Jiminy Cricket. A wish is a magical thing, especially when it comes from the heart. Cromwell Media Group of Effingham and Culver's of Effingham continue to partner together for their Christmas wishes. Granting Christmas wishes this Christmas season for those in need of a little extra magic. Send your letters to P.O. Box 428 Effingham. Email to WCRC at WCRC957.com. 
Com or at Culver's in the Christmas Wishes mailbox in Effingham. Letters will be accepted now through November 28th and will be granted in time for Christmas. Letters need to include details of the situation, your name, address, phone number, sizes, colors, and any other information we may need. Wishes are granted based on situation and need. We hope to grant as many as possible, so get them in as soon as possible. Thank you for supporting Christmas Wishes from your friends at Culver's of Effingham and Cromwell Media of Effingham. And now, the starting lineup. Welcome back in to the uh, podcast of the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. And nope, nope, redo that. On 98.9, the game. And nope, nope, redo that. Back into the uh, starting lineup here on 98 on the game. We're only here on 98.9 for just say a smidge a bit longer. And then we'll continue things in uh, the uh, podcast. And uh, let's uh, quickly uh, talk about uh, the uh, Fighting Illini on the basketball uh, side of things. We already had uh, two matchups that I didn't talk about. The uh, Illini righted the ship on Friday against Valpo. But my goodness. Valparaiso had the lead at the half. Yeah, at the half. Yeah, yeah it's pretty pathetic. But then the second half, their defense shows up and ends up uh, getting the blowout win. But forty-nine to nineteen outscored them in the second half. Yeah, got to be better than that. Mm-hmm. And continuing, Terrence Sanders Jr. continues to say after games about the slow starts. We'll have it corrected. We'll have it corrected by Sunday. You didn't have it corrected by Sunday. It continues to happen and end up blowing out Southern 88 to 60, and including Terrence Shannon Jr. having 24 points in the game. But my goodness, I don't know what is happening with these slow starts, but it just continues to happen. And the last two games have been without Coleman Hawkins as well, as he's been out with a little injury uh, to his knee there that's kind of been nagging on him. So uh, he's missed the past two games uh, there. And I see a lot of people talking about on Atlanta Nation on uh, social media uh, today with the latest college basketball rankings that have uh, come out. And uh, the Illini are now out of the top 25 there. But I'm okay with it. And we're really going to be mad about, okay, we took a loss to Marquette, which is a top four team in the country. But then we haven't really – the final scores look impressive. But we haven't looked impressive no. at all. I'm fine with not being in the top 25 uh, there. Even though, Eric, on Sunday, Illinois beat Southern. But the number 10 team in the country I, went down. As I mentioned on yesterday's show, Travis, I'm with you. I don't think Illinois is going to I don't think Illinois is going to lose that game. This is not the same team no. as last year. So. No. Yeah, preseason rankings can be yep. deceiving. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, for sure. To so. be fair, neither of these teams are as good as last year, let's be honest, but <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely uh true there. And then the last night in the uh, Maui Invitational was Kansas picking up the uh, win against uh, Charlemagne. So beating up the host school there, 83-56 in uh, Purdue. Also won over Gonzaga, 73-63. Marquette over UCLA, 71-69. 
in Tennessee over uh, Syracuse, 73-56. of 56. Maui Invitational continues today as Syracuse and Gonzaga are starting here in a little bit. Uh, but you also got Tennessee and Purdue tonight. That's seven versus two. And where's four? Kansas versus Marquette this evening. So that was our two uh, great matchups uh, there. Absolutely are, Travis. And don't be upset about your Illini because they are ranked in the coaches' poll. Oh, they well. actually moved up a spot. That's good. And uh, their next opportunity uh, for the Illini to uh, bounce back will be on a Friday, I believe. And that will be against Western Illinois mm-hmm. for the Fighting Illini. So before we get uh, – before we get – Big Ten play started with Rutgers and, of course, FAU and Tennessee to follow after that. All right, so we got more stuff to uh, say in the uh, podcast, so uh, stick around uh, for uh, that. I got some uh, Cardinals uh, stuff to uh, hit up on in the pod, so stick around. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus uh, Joe, and then following Freddie and Harry. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Suzuki, the call. Oh, no, no. Oh, my goodness. Welcome in and welcome back to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. And uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still hanging out with you. And we still got more stuff to uh, talk about on the uh, Major League of Baseball front. And we got some, uh, well, see whatever else we can get to here on uh, today's overtime session. Uh, but first, before we get to anything baseball-related, is there anything on SportsCenter that you wanted to hit on? Yeah, the Blackhawks are gearing up for a game against the Blue Jackets tomorrow night. Chicago's last in the Central. They have 10 points, Travis, and a 5-11-0 record. Mm-hmm. That's not good. No? Nope. Not nope. great. Uh, the Cubs made a signing yesterday, but we'll talk about that here in just a moment. As Travis mentioned, the Jets are making a change under center. Head coach Robert Sala confirmed Monday that Gang Green will start veteran Tim Boyle as quarterback instead of Zach Wilson. Trevor Simeon will be signed from the practice squad to serve as Boyle's backup, meaning the former second overall pick with the number three quarterback under the NFL's new emergency quarterback rule. Hmm. Not good. Chargers losing one of their top pass rushers. Los Angeles head coach Brandon Staley said Monday linebacker Joey Bosa is likely headed to injured reserve with a right foot sprain. Hmm. Team has yet that's... to decide if Bosa is going to play again this season. Yeah, that's not good. No. Uh, don't forget that we will get another uh, college playoff rankings coming yep. up tonight. Um, Gonzaga entered the top 10 in basketball after they climbed two spots. Mm-hmm. Florida Atlantic, as Travis mentioned, they lost. They dropped 10 spots, now ranked 20th mm-hmm. in the nation. We already mentioned uh, Matt Holiday being on the Hall of Fame ballot, but several other stars, uh, Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Chase Utley, going to make their ballot debuts along with David Wright, Bartolo Colon, and several others. Beltre played most of his career with the Rangers and Dodgers and smashed 477 home runs there. So. Players must receive at least 75% of the vote to be elected into the Hall of Fame. Hmm. A couple more baseball signings, but we can 
talk about those coming up. Uh, NHL scaling down to international hockey tournament next season. ESPN reports the league is planning on having four nations battle in February 2025. The proposed event will feature the United States, Canada, Sweden, and Finland. The NHL has been trying to put together the next World Cup of Hockey tournament, but the upcoming event next winter will be called something different due to the limited number of teams involved. The NHL is hoping to bring back the World Cup of Hockey in 2028, which would take place every four years in between the Winter Olympics. Italy is hosting the Winter Games in 2026. Italy. Italy. Nice. Um, if you're wanting to go see that Michigan-Ohio game, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. Tickets for that game in Ann Arbor currently going for the most of any week 13 games. The price for a single ticket on Vivid Seats Travis has reached as high as $632. Oof. It's also the most expensive ticket for a Michigan home game in 14 years. Yeah. I'd imagine so. so. Yeah, that's uh, the game, the big game. Also tonight, Travis, it's our last night of mid-action maction for the season. The American <sighs> Conference will get the midweek spotlight one final time. The college football season first Bowling Green Falcons will travel to Kalamazoo to take on the Western Michigan Broncos. Then the Eastern Michigan Eagles will head to New York to take on the Buffalo Bulls. The Mid-American Conference Championship is already set as Miami of Ohio and the Toledo Rockets have both clinched their spots in the title game. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Look at the Rockets go. And <laughs> and Travis, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Two of soccer's all-time greats will meet one more time next year. Lionel Messi's Inter Miami will face Cristiano Ronaldo's Al Nazar in Saudi Arabia next February. The friendly match is being billed as the last dance, as it could be the final time the two rivals meet on the field. The two faced off for years in Spain as players Barcelona and Real Madrid. Ronaldo moved from Manchester United to the Saudi Arabian club last year, while Messi mm -hmm. signed with his MLS side in the summer yep. following a stint with Paris Saint-Germain. So, Gary, for that. Yep. Go. One more time. One more time. The Match last up. dance. How about that? We we just everyone just uses that now. Just throw <laughs> of course. it around. Yes. Everyone says last dance. Of course. Dance. Yes. It's so catchy. It is. So. And that's it. As far as that goes. You're talking about college football too, about that Ohio State Michigan game, the price, but we got Black Friday games. Yeah. Uh, college football even. Yep. Number nine Mizzou in action. Mi this is what I, I didn't get. The Penn State-Michigan State game, it's going to be at Ford Field in Detroit. Hmm. Hmm. Busy day there for the Ford yeah. Field uh, or busy weekend on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, you got the Lions game, you got that Michigan State game, and then apparently the state championships oh, for high school football oh, as boy. well. So busy day. And then that big uh, Civil War matchup mm -hmm. with the Oregon State and Oregon. Yep. They're yep. going to close it out. That's going to be the highlight of the Black Friday uh, at least in college football side. Uh, the Steelers, by the way, are firing their offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. So move on yep. from there. Canada, get out of here. Yep. Get out of America, Canada. And uh, Justin Jefferson says that his health is a priority, not fantasy teams. So sorry if you're losing because of him. Mm -hmm. uh, Belichick, that's Coach Belichick, is taking a um, tip from Coach Bielema, Travis, and he is not going to announce his QB1 until Sunday. There you go. Not going to reveal it. And uh, did you see the story about LSU and Reese, their their star player there, and Mulkey? I, and I've saw the headlines, but I haven't really dove deep. Yeah, into she missed her second straight about. game on Monday. Um, and Mulkey said in a post game news conference, "quote You always, 
uh, have to deal with locker room issues. Sometimes you you don't know about it. Sometimes you want to know more than you're entitled to know. I'm going to protect my players always. They are more important. So that's all they said. Yeah, there's some like drama with mm-hmm. somebody's mom. Now they're going to the too. Cayman Islands uh, on Wednesday for back-to-back games against uh, Nigeria uh, or and uh, Virginia. And Mulkey was asked if Reese will make the trip. And she said, quote, if I have, I wouldn't tell you, okay? You're not entitled to that information. <laughs> You're not entitled to yep. that info. <laughs> okay. Mulkey was disappointed after their season opening loss. You know, we talked about to Colorado out in Vegas. She said, I'm disappointed in some individual players who I thought would be tougher, have a little fight and leadership about them. Reese was then benched at halftime of the fourth game of the season, what Mulkey called a, quote, coach's decision. And then Reese did not play an LSU's win over Southeast Louisiana on Friday. Um, she said, quote, Angel was not in uniform. Angel is a part of this basketball team. We hope to see her sooner than later. Reese has not addressed her absence publicly, but did post on social media saying, quote, please don't believe everything you read, end quote. Oh, well, there you go. And Reese transferred to LSU from Maryland ahead of the 22-23 season. You know what? When people when people say stuff like that about, oh, don't believe the yeah. stuff that you read, I understand that you can say that, but you're not giving your side of the story. I right. know your side of the story can be, like, construed and, you know, you can grab any sort of headlines out of uh, any sort of comments that you make and they can go wild with that, but... Like if you're not getting your side of the story, then don't we complain about. Else, yeah. We have nothing else to hear about or talk about. So when you don't give your side, you can't blame it for the narrative being spun against you. But that's both goes for. I would say that with both any sport, mm-hmm. really. And I also saw that it just came across the wire in baseball that the Padres make it official at a Mike Schilt. Is the new manager? Yeah, and did you see what he said in his uh, his no. press conference? He said, "quote I'm going to prove all the haters wrong and manage with love and compassion." Hmm, there you go. So the Travis, haters. he's looking at you. He's looking <laughs> he's at the Cardinals. <laughs> Maybe in the Cardinals organization, but that now makes Travis four managers in the NL with Cardinal ties. Mm-hmm. So yeah. only one is on your team. And I don't think you want him. <laughs> You'd take any of the other three. Oh, yeah. For sure. Especially that one who won manager of the year. You know? Yep. 100% would take him. I would take a shilt back in a heartbeat. Uh, for sure. Yep. Hey, speaking of uh, Cardinals uh, coaching staff moves, they made one yesterday. Yeah. And uh, a bench coach was announced, and it was a former player, but not the former player that was anticipated joining the staff. Uh, Daniel Descalso is apparently going to be the new bench coach for the Cards. So, As we say, Travis, just keep running it back. Run it back. Hell? Run it back. You Cardinals, you love nostalgia. We started this with Albert Pujols, what and we're going to keep it going. What the actual heck, man? Yep, yep. Daniel Descalso. Yep. Like, this is not the former player that we wanted to join our staff at some sort of capacity. It's who you're getting. But apparently uh, this could happen later on in the offseason, of course. Still, Yadier Molina, the possibility of joining the staff in some no. sort of fashion. No. They say it's not out of the question. 
Well, I'm glad that Mo has his priorities straight and getting that that coaching staff in line. He does because uh, Joe McEwen, who is the uh, former bench coach, is going to move to the uh, front office capacity as a special assistant to Mo. Yeah. There. He needs so. all the assisting he can get. I guess so. 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 Obviously, you know. Well, in all actuality, let's see if this one sticks because he did hire Matt Holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we just talked about him. So we'll see if it actually sticks with mm-hmm. uh, Descalso uh, there. Yep. As the new bench coach. Yep. Hooray. Hooray. The great moves just continued there for the Cardinals yesterday as uh, we had another reunion that's going to happen. Nostalgia mm-hmm. running back. Yeah. Again, a pitcher. Yep. Talked about Michael Waka coming back. I would have welcomed that. Yep. With open arms. Oh, he's still he's still on the table, Travis. Don't of you course, worry. I know. Don't you worry. Jeez, it is still on the table. You're right. <laughs> but uh, Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn's coming back. Yep. <laughs> uh, Linner is uh, coming back. He signed a one-year deal with the uh, Cardinals, and uh, this was deal is worth eleven million dollars, but also has some. Uh, performance and incentives in the deal that could bring the value up to $14 million and an option for 20 and 25 as well, according to a John Hemmen mm-hmm. uh, there. So it's Lynn turning yeah. 37 yep. in May Yep, and it's coming back with the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> so Travis, get ready because I think you guys are also going to be really big, really big. You already mentioned it. Uh, and on Michael Walker, and also I'd be on the lookout for Luke Weaver as well, re-signing back with the Cardinals. So Ugh. get get ready. I mean. No. Well, let's leave Weaver. But, of course, you can't also forget another name that's been thrown in there. It was a guy that we just traded away, yeah. Montgomery. Yeah. Or Flaherty. <laughs> or Flaherty, throw either yes. one of them. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Just run it back. What the? What are See, we doing? Here's the thing, Travis. That I, I thought about this, and if you heard yesterday, I was making fun doing? of the Cardinal fans yesterday. Um, you know, on this show, but what Travis, I I thought about it. I thought really hard about it, and Mosaic is out here playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. Oh, Most yeah. of the time, in a starting lineup, right, or in a starting rotation, you probably want one one. A two, and then if you had three fours, you'd be happy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that'd be a good kind of rotation. <laughs> yeah. But that only adds up to 15. But if you have five fives, that's 25. You're winning. That's yeah. what Mosaic's going for. Five fives in that starting rotation. I mean, mm-hmm. he's plus, you know, how do you, how do you overcome an aging defense? You signed the guy who gave up the most home runs last year. Yep. Just cut out the middleman. Sure did. He gave up 44 home runs. Yeah. Last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, uh, in the off season, uh, apparently that he put a new little practice pitching uh, area in his house, and his wife made fun of him as well. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Positive motivation <laughs> on the home front. So that Lance doesn't give up 44 home runs this year. I I think Travis, you guys just need to go ahead and, and a non reunion signing. Just sign Rich Hill. He's one of the only teams he hasn't played for yet. So, I mean, you gotta you gotta make that happen. Three and eleven last year in 32 starts, 5.73 RA with the White Sox, and was later traded to the Dodgers mm-hmm. there. And then uh, the last time that really. You saw him. He was giving up four solo homers yep. against the Diamondbacks yep. in that postseason loss 
in the DS for LA. So, my goodness. Well, and then, Travis, I know you were really, really, really wanting the Cardinals, as a lot of Cardinals Nation was, to sign Yamamoto, right? Yes. Who is officially a free agent as of 7.30 this morning. Yes. But I know the Braves, after being jilted by Aaron Nola, are really, really big on Yamamoto. Yes. And the Reds are also in on Yamamoto. And the Yankees. Yankees. And the Mets. Mets, yeah. So if we talk about opening up that billfold, boy, the Cardinals, I think, right last. Maybe them and the Reds are fighting for last as far as those teams and opening up their billfold. Hmm. Now, with that being said, I can still see the Cardinals improving their starting rotation, Travis. I think the Cardinals will aggressively try to trade for Dylan Cease. I Good, really yeah. do. Yeah. Is that enough for you? Would that make you okay? I don't know. I would say it's a start. It's a start, but I don't know if that's enough. And those seems like two moves where Mo goes, ah, see you in Jupiter. Like yeah. that, he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy who wants to be aggressive. And I don't know if it's him or the DeWitts. Let me be honest about that. I don't know which one it is, but they don't it's, seem to be it's aggressive. Both. It's both, really. Yeah. They seem very They're passive. They're the same. And yeah. this goes back to something we've talked about for many, many years, Travis. I find it so ironic that they're signing old players. Is this going back to the whole Cardinal way thing? We don't want to teach young guys. We don't want to teach new people how we do things here in St. Louis because it took Wilson Contreras a whole year to understand what we were doing. And so Mo not wanting that feedback of, well, last year we signed a guy and, and he obviously was not the right call. So we're just going to stick to the people we know as opposed to the people we don't. Right. Yeah, and I know the justification of adding uh, Lynn was that, yes, he gave up uh, a lot of home runs, but he also has uh, can eat up a lot of innings yeah. as well, and he can uh, strike out uh, people as well. He had a good whiff rate uh, there, so that's a justification uh, for that. And, yes, he does know how the Cardinals do things and uh, whatnot, so it's not all the realm of possibility that we've seen people come to the Cardinals and all of a sudden pitch better than probably what they should, uh, you know, in more recent memory. But I think that was kind of another thing of the magic that Dave Duncan uh, was. But, uh, of course, long gone uh, there, unfortunately. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I just – I don't – it's incredibly – it's incredibly frustrating uh, to see. uh, Once again, this was a big offseason – for the uh, Cardinals, and uh, once again, it seems like they fall in the same patterns that continue to happen over and over. I said that uh, you have to get one of the three guys that I wanted was Nola, Yamamoto, or Gray. You had to get at least one, Mm -hmm. and it appears that the Nola thing may never have happened because it seemed like he wanted to stay in Philadelphia. Right. I don't know why, but, uh, hey, I can't fault a guy for wanting to stay in one place. In in a world where that's not the norm. Yeah. You have to applaud someone doing it. And it looks like that it would have taken an astronomical Mm -hmm. number Mm -hmm. that you would have to overpay for just kind of blow him out of the water and and, – 
it looks like that wasn't going to happen yep. uh, there. So it looks like Nolan wanted to stay there in Philadelphia, and he ended up re-signing uh, there. We'll see on Sonny Gray. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I, again, if it's if it's about money, I don't think the Cardinals open up the pocketbook. No. And, and that's what's frustrating. You mentioned, Travis, about this is Do an it. important offseason after the year we've had. If they don't do something big, Travis, does the fan base turn? I mean, I know they were starting, you know, mm-hmm. but if you come out of this offseason and go, yeah, we got Lance Lynn and Michael Waka. We are ready to go. Right. Yeah. That's and I, not even be close on uh, Nola. And, I mean, you got to at least have pick up the phone or see what uh, the number is for Snell even. Yeah. Or Sonny Gray. Yeah. Or whatnot. And I think that you have to use your connections with Yamamoto and no one at the national level is talking about him uh, coming to the Cardinals. But I see a lot of people say about, you know, with the money and everything, if you're paying a player that is just coming over from Japan, that's a lot of money to give him right. and his posting fee as well. But at the end of the day, this is a organization that's worth over $2 billion. Yeah. Just open it up, do it, pay the posting fee for Yamamoto and make it happen. I'm going to use... You are in the same division where, you know, whether we want to make fun of it or not, but at the end of the day, the Cubs are in the conversation for Otani, the best player in baseball. So you have to make something happen. Yeah. In the conversation. Right. As as much as Cardinal Nation doesn't want to hear it. Seriously. Yes. In the conversation. Right. So you got to do something Mm -hmm. big as well. Because one of the things that's been rumored out there, and I applaud Otani's camp. They have done a great job of keeping everything hidden. Yeah. There, there is no talks of who he's meeting with. There is nothing. In fact, there are reports saying that if teams say that they met with Otani, he's immediately taking him off the list. Right. Yeah, so be a mark I them. love, love how they're doing this. But yeah. one of the things that's kind of trickled out is he didn't like a certain team. The Giants, because he said it was hard hitting as a left-handed hitter in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go somewhere where he could succeed as a left-handed bat. Yeah. How about the Windy City with one of the smallest fields in all of baseball? <laughs> nah, but depending on the day, it could be easier or harder to hit home rounds. Well, that's true. But, <laughs> Travis, that's, again, I know I'm a Cub fan. But there is momentum there. Going back to the Cardinals, we talked about this when it came to the Cubs starting this offseason. This central is wide open. Your offense is not terrible. As much as I want to make fun of it and as much as I want to make fun of, you know, how Goldschmidt and Arenado are both aging, which they are, Mm -hmm. as it happens, but they're still quality producers. This is your time to strike because that central division is so wide open for anybody. Because right right now, as we sit here, do I think what the Cubs did last year, they're going to be able to do again this year? I don't. I don't think that without any improvements. 
I, I see us being the team that faltered down the stretch. Now, I think Craig Council helps that, but I still see us not quite getting over that hump. The Brewers are taking, I mean, you talk about steps back. They're yeah. taking flights of stairs backwards. Right, yeah. They're, ex- they're done. Especially if they trade Burns. Too. Yes. The Reds? Are we talking about the Reds being the best team possibly in the division? If they play it in the first half of the season, yes. Mm. And let's not forget the Pirates, who everyone says is a young, up-and-coming team. But they always seem to sell off at the deadline and get rid of all their top talent for more prospects. Mm -hmm. This is a division that I think is wide open, where 90 wins will get you this division. Mm -hmm. As we sit right now, you can't be passive. No, you can't just be like, we're coming off one of the worst seasons in the past decade. We're going to stand pat. Right. Yeah. We're going to bring in the guy who gave up the most home runs in all of baseball. (laughs) That is idiotic to me. I know. Yeah. And it seems like, I don't even know what to say it seems like anymore. Because between the signing of Lance Lynn and some of the players that the Cardinals non-tenured without trying to trade and get something back for them, makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not a Cardinal fan. I smile at the Cardinals' demise. <laughs> it's seriously baffling. It is. Some of the moves. And again, it's... I can't even point to something and say, okay, I see why they're doing this because they're wanting to achieve this. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, you know, every team will make a signing that it's like, oh, it's a veteran presence in the locker room. Or it's, you know, this guy who had a great year and he's trying to recapture something or whatever. Like, I'm not seeing that with Lance Lynn. I'm sorry. Like, he's no. coming off one of the worst years of his career. He wasn't exceptionally great when he was in St. Louis. He had some good years, but he was better when he was with the Yankees and with Texas than he was in St. Louis. Yeah, Texas, he was pretty pretty decent. Texas, he was pretty decent. He's mm-hmm. had some bad years in Chicago that I think yeah. kind of soured him on every, you know for everybody. When he was with the Rangers, he wasn't half bad. He was getting Cy Young votes, which he never got in St. Louis. He was 16 and 11 and 246 strikeouts with the uh, Rangers. Yeah. Uh, Lynn's best season uh, for St. Louis was in 2012. He went 18 and 7, had a 3.78 ERA in the 29 starts for Linner. Yeah. So I just. Mm, just uh, make something, make something happen and at least. Show me that you're in the conversation as well. Like, if you miss out on some of these guys, like, fine. But show me that you're at least trying because it doesn't appear that you're at least trying uh, here from an outside perspective. And, again, we talked about it, Travis. We we talked that the big moves – now, Aaron Nola aside. I'm going to set Aaron Nola aside because, like you said, I think his mind was made up as soon as he was a free agent he was going back to Philly. Mm-hmm. I, uh, he wanted to be there. Yeah. Set him aside. None of the big signings are going to happen until after Otani. Right. Yeah. Everyone is waiting on Otani. Yeah. So no, the fact true. you go out and sign somebody, that's not a minor league signing. It's not a little signing or anything. Again, makes no sense because you don't know what the market is. Mm-hmm. 
Right. We could look back in hindsight and say, you overpaid for Lance Lynn. <laughs> or we could look back and say, you got a steal on a player no one else wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. You have to wait. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Cardinals were one of the first teams to announce a major league signing this offseason that wasn't a re-signing, that was a new guy signing with a team, mm-hmm. tells me that they wanted to sign Lance Lynn from the end of the season and that they were super happy with it. Mm-hmm. And they were proud of it. Yeah. And that is the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the only other significant move, the Braves assigned uh, Ronaldo Lopez yes. Yes. in the bullpen. Three-year, $30 million deal uh, there besides the re-signing of Nola. And supposedly they want to move him to a starting role hmm. is what I read. He's going to do some winter ball where he's a starter. Sure. So hmm. he was with the White Sox. Yeah, with the White Sox, his picture shows the Angels. Though. Yes, he was also with the Angels. If the White so- or if the Braves don't sign Giolito, Travis, this will be the first year that those two do not play together since 2013. Yeah, jeez, he follows Giolito wherever he goes. Maybe it's Giolito's hand handler. Maybe that's why he's going to the Braves. Maybe they're they're working on Giolito as well. But maybe. Huh. To me, the 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 Cardinals signing just again, you're not even saying Travis, and and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and then if I'm wrong, tell me. Mm-hmm. You're not even saying you want them to sign Sonny Gray. You want them to, yeah, but you just want them to say they were runner ups. Yeah, they were in Final exactly. Four. Yes. They were there. Yes, right. Be in the conversation. That's not wanting too much. <laughs> no, that that Absolutely really not. isn't for a, a position you need. Now, if you were saying you want him to be in the final four for Shohei Otani, then I'd say Travis. Exactly. Let's, let's yeah, you know, I or, know that or those Juan expectations or last year for Aaron Judge. Like, yeah, these are positions you don't really need. Exactly. Let's let's. But starting pitcher is a definite need for the Cardinals. Yes, for sure. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Right. And, you yes. know, maybe they're working on something that none of us are seeing, and we, we aren't seeing the forest through the trees kind of thing. But until this organization proves me otherwise, I have to, I can't give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. Exactly. I, yeah. For years, no, the gone. Cardinals, you know, it was just – just trust the Cardinals because it always seems to work out. They're always going to get you 90 to 100 wins and a division title and a playoff appearance, and and that is done. Yeah, that benefit no. of the doubt is over. Not anymore. And until they prove something to me, I think Cardinal fans should be that same mindset. Exactly. Yeah. So now that we've talked about the negative, can we talk positive about baseball <laughs> for a second? What's the positive about baseball? Shohei Travis, he's coming to Chicago. Oh, jeez. It's going to happen. You're so upset about it. <sighs> he's not going to the Dodgers. He's going to go to the Cubs because he loves his little dog. And what is better than taking your dog for a walk right by the lake? Perfect. Perfect weather year-round. It's great. 
He's he's gonna love it in Chicago. He's got his friend Seiya Suzuki there, and he's gonna have another friend Yamamoto coming over as well to be there in Chicago. It's gonna be a great <laughs> great time there in Chicago. <laughs> oh my God, Yamamoto! No, no, perfect weather year round. The Ricketts are opening up the, all that money that they had that from Marquee and everything like that. They're opening it up. Open up the bankroll, get the safe open. Mm. We're spending this off season. Mm-hmm. Perfect year round. I don't. I don't think so. Sure. No. I mean, in the off season, he goes California, back to Japan. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. So when it's winter, he's going to be in Japan. He doesn't have to worry about the snow. When he's there, perfect year round. I don't know. I think it's, it still gets pretty. Pretty cold if you want to play in October and November. Here's okay. All right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be frank with you, Travis. Here's I think a big selling point for the Cubs on Otani, and I think this is something they need to pitch to him. If you go to L.A. and you go to Los Angeles. May you be on a winnable team sooner? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. I'm not yes. going to argue that fact. But in L.A., you're just another guy. And in that history of that Dodgers organization, you're just another guy. Because they've had great players in and out of there. Like shoes. Mm-hmm. You come to Chicago where you can say the Cubs have not had a franchise star since Sammy Sosa, and they've distanced themselves from him. He's never coming back to Wrigley Field. So I don't know who the next generational Cubs franchise star would be. Rizzo would would probably be it. Wasn't it supposed to be Chris Bryant, though? It was supposed to be, but he, he, he wasn't around long enough to, to be a generational star. Hmm. That ties to that franchise. Yeah. Rizzo would be the one. I'd say Rizzo. On the pitching side, I'd say maybe Carlos Zambrano, if not Kerry Wood. Hmm. Yeah. We know what happened with Kerry Wood, though. The injuries. Injuries. If I'm Otani and I want to leave my legacy, it's right there to be written in Chicago. Hmm. In a town, Travis. I guess if, he, if that's what matters to him is his legacy. Well, and again, one of the weaker divisions in baseball. Mm-hmm. The West, you're not competing with the NL pennant winners. Yeah. You're not competing with that in the Central. No. And a town that you could run. Because sports-wise, there ain't nothing else going on in Chicago. No. L.A., you're behind Hollywood. You're behind the Lakers, which will always have headlines because LeBron's there. And you're behind LeBron. Mm -hmm. And if Mike Trout stays, you're still behind Trout. Or at least even with him. Yeah, I think you could overtake. I think you overtake Trout. You would hope so. Yeah. But again, why bother competing for it? Yeah. 
No, and I think that even if you would add a show, a still got uh, some work to do. We do. To, I'm uh, not saying that's going to make us a World Series contender. Tad, yeah. But but here's I think what the Rickets are thinking, Travis, and what the the Cubs brass should be thinking. Whatever it takes to sign Otani, you're going to make half that back in jersey sales alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you sign uh, Otani, you're going to have more people be like, all right, yeah, I'll come to Chicago. I'll, yeah. I'll play. I'll play yeah. with the best player in baseball. Right. Yeah. So you've already, like, uh, free agents or any sort of trade, Trades. wheeling and dealing and you might want to do. Let's not forget, Travis, Cubs last year after the trade deadline, third best farm system in all of baseball. Mm. So you have prospects either available to trade or available to call up to make your team better. Yeah. Which is not something the Dodgers can say. No. They don't have a good farm system. <laughs> it's in the bottom half of the league. Yeah, that's not the priority for LA. No, it's not, but Mookie <laughs> Betts is getting older. Freddie Freeman's getting older. Yeah. Still pretty solid. Solid players. But where are they going to be 10 years from now? Yeah. I'm speaking it into existence, Travis. <laughs> the more I talk about it, the more likely it's going to happen. You're trying. I'm trying. Alrighty. I appreciate the effort. Yep. But we'll see if it actually happens. Show hey. Show hey, show hey, show hey. <laughs> Make it happen and do something. Be in the conversation, Cardinals. Please. Yeah, the Cardinals need to be in the conversation somewhere. I mean, with the legacy they have as a franchise, uh, the fact that they are not in conversations anymore for marquee free agents is just sad. Mm -hmm. Yep. So do something, Mo. Please. Or Mo out of here. Mm -hmm. Yes, please do. Pack your bags and Mo. And please move on. Yes. Mo on. Mo on. I thought you were saying new bar. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, Travis, don't worry. That's the one move they're going to make. The one guy who's trying to help you get Yamamoto, yeah, they're exactly. going to trade Newt bar to somewhere for someone. Yeah. That would be one of the worst things <laughs> to, uh, to do. Got Dylan Cease for Lars Newt bar. Deal Newt bar and keep Tyler O'Neill. Uh-huh. That's just perfect. Perfect moves right there. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, we are going to get out of here with uh, that. So uh, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for downloading. And we will be uh, back tomorrow. And uh, so uh, stay tuned. And uh, until tomorrow, we'll talk to you then. Peace out.